as Jesse used to say, keep hope alive. <laughs> Race, resistance, and fiction. The social construction of race is one of the threads which has been used to legitimize systems of white supremacy and invoke to provide justification for the protracted dehumanization of African and African descended people. This is well documented in both historical fact and the enduring lived experience of African and African descended people throughout the diaspora. Bermuda, like its British colonial counterparts, in this respect is no different. It is built upon a system that was constructed to establish and preserve white power and privilege and has served and continues to serve its masters well. In fact, race is an inextricable thread that runs through the fabric of the sociocultural and political system in Bermuda. It is so embedded that it has long been established as normative, just the way things are. And for the most part, black and white Bermudians both play their respective parts in its maintenance. The status quo, however, is and has not been without dissenters, resistors. That is to say that the untold story of Bermuda is the story of segments of the black community that stand in an unbroken chain of resistance to this system of white supremacy. As early as 1656, with men such as Black Tom, Cabellito, and Black Harry, to women such as Afi and Sarah Sally Bassett, the poisoners in the late 1720s, the October Revolution in 1761, that is said to have involved over half of Bermuda's black population at the time. Now I draw upon these early references only to illustrate that these issues we discuss today are not new. And in addition to, the, to point to the fact that systems of power have a resilience of their own and they too engage in resistance in response to those who would dare to challenge, confront, or threaten their security. Now I would like to introduce three definitions and then offer a series of examples to illustrate in practice the challenges posed by responses to resistance. First, I take the term race to be a fictional sociocultural construct in a larger system of white supremacy. I will come back to what I mean by the term fictional momentarily. I'm not suggesting that race is not real and that it does not, has not, nor continues to function with destructive and dehumanizing effects. What I'm saying is that it must be understood as a construct, something that was created by people for the purpose of legitimizing the superiority of whiteness as a system of power. Second, I take the term resistance to refer to the conscious decision to reject, to refuse, to accept or comply with, to stand against what is deemed to be unjust. And here I use the phrase stand against what is deemed to be unjust 
rather than stand against a system of white supremacy because much of the resistance that we have seen in Bermuda was not against a system of power, but rather against particular acts deemed to be unjust within a system of power or persons deemed to be representative of it, a la the oligarchy or the 40 fees or a particular government of the day. One of the limitations of resistance and struggle up to this point in Bermuda has been the continued failure to extend analysis to a critical examination of the prevailing system of power in order to elevate the consciousness of the people to understand that standing against the symptoms of a system does not result in actions that are targeted at dismantling or transforming the system. Hence, the seeming cyclical nature of resistance and struggle in Bermuda. So now let me return to the term, the third term, fiction. I use the term fiction in its originary sense, from fingere, to form, to shape, to contrive. In this context, then, it refers to the forming or contriving of beliefs and or statements, histories, if you will that are false, but are held to be true because it is expedient in that it serves the purpose of buttressing or propping up a system of power. The fiction of narratives surrounding race and resistance in this sense can be used so that even in standing against or resisting particular practices or acts committed, those in service against those in service to the system of white supremacy, people can often in actuality be co-opted into courses of action that perpetuate and preserve the power, privilege, and injustice of the system. This has often led to the creation of vehicles or processes that only serve to change the location of oppressed people in Bermuda within the system of white supremacy. This locational change is achieved in part by exploiting the crass or extreme individualism and self-interest of persons who can be easily appeased by pyrrhic victories of individual advancement that in reality do absolutely nothing to dismantle or overcome the system of power itself. You're not adding time when they clap. <laughs> so resistance refers to acts of standing against particular manifestations of systemic power. In the process of resistance, a critical step is to break the silence by finding one's voice or giving voice to that against which or for which a stand is made. This has and continues to be a challenge in Bermuda because there is a well-established cultural predilection wherein it is deemed to be impolite or unseemly to openly speak about issues, especially issues of race and white power that are viewed as confrontational or challenging to the status quo. This combined with fear, not completely unfounded, of being targeted for recrimination if one dares to challenge the established system of power. This is compounded by the fact that Bermuda has a history of silencing dissent. 
those whom it deems to be troublemakers, threats to the status quo. There are numerous historical examples of people being driven from the island, and among the most familiar are the Reverends Richard Hilton Tubbett, Arthur Goring, Charles Vinton Monk, Kingsley Tweed, who was exiled in the face of death threats, and members of the Black Beret cadre, to mention but a few. Each of these examples represents persons or groups that have been prepared to endure the risks that come with breaking the silence in an effort to advance the cause of justice and pro promote a common good that may have only been seen by them, yet spoke to the aspirational hopes of many of the silenced in the larger Bermudian community. In the face of resistance, Governments in Bermuda have reverted to the use of persecution tactics, rendering individuals non-employable, calling in of mortgages with the bank, tactics that have been psychologically embedded and function as a deterrent to would-be resistors from engaging in revolutionary action. In this recent period, the former OBA government represents the most flagrant and egregious example of this practice of silencing resistance. In an effort to silence resistance to its privatization of the airport, it employed the use of slaps, strategic lawsuits against public participation, as a means of intimidating Brother Jason Hayward of the People's Campaign. In addition, we saw repression in terms of the pressure that was placed upon the Bermuda Broadcasting Company and radio stations that led to the closing down and limiting of talk shows to silence the voice of members of our community that were trying to participate in resistance and be heard. Government efforts to silence resistance also employed both the threat and execution of arrest warrants targeting protest leaders, the use of chemical weapons in the form of pepper spray along with militarized, fully armor-clad police, as in the recent, now infamous, December 2nd, 2016 pepper spray attack against unarmed protesters. The larger culture of silence that pervades Bermuda in the face of such acts is evident in the almost universal silence in the face of government actions that violated basic human rights. This silence included the Human Rights Commission and other groups around these flagrant abuses of government power to nullify freedom of assembly, free speech in an effort to neutralize existence. One more sentence. These examples highlight the fact that resistance always comes at a price, and those who engage in such action must be committed to the greater cause of freedom and justice, and must be prepared to endure the wrath and consequences that result from challenging systems of white supremacy and power in Bermuda. In conclusion, I trust that these cursory remarks can contribute to advancing our understanding of the need for engaging these issues of race and resistance at a systemic and structural level so as to break once and for all the vicious cyclical nature of resistance and struggle and put us on a trajectory 
of freedom and justice. I look forward to uniting together on this journey. And I'll end with a quote from Prophet Monk. There is a poor blind Samson in this land, shorn of his strength and bound in bonds of steel. There is being perpetrated in Bermuda today one of the most brazen-faced pieces of rascality. Forward ever, backward never, keep the faith. <laughs>